Welcome back, everyone, to the Locked on Bucks podcast. I am your host, David Harrison. My partner, James Yarko, is taking a much-needed night off. But don't fear, you're not going to have to just listen to me alone because I've got a very special guest lined up for all of you, none other than Brent Allen from the PewterCast. Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing great, David. How about yourself, man? Uh, I'm doing amazing. I appreciate you coming on here to save me from and save my audience from having to just listen to to my voice uh, for the next 30 minutes or so. Greatly appreciate that. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can find everything that James and I are doing at BucksNation.com. Follow my my co-host tonight at Brent Allen Live there on Twitter. And Brent, it's injury report day. Well, yesterday as of as of Wednesday, when you're listening to this, we've already been a day into this. But the injury report, for those of you who haven't checked it out yet, the Buccaneers had Caleb Beninock and Donovan Smith as limited participants. Brent Grimes, Deshaun Jackson, JPP, and, of course, Vita Vea, unfortunately did not participate. We'll see what happens with them the rest of the week, but folks, it's not looking good as of right now. And if you haven't heard the news, not sure where you've been, but Vernon Hargraves is officially out for the season, put on IR with that shoulder injury that he suffered uh, there late against the Saints. For the Philadelphia Eagles, our, our uh, honorable opponents this weekend, they had a couple players limited participation, most notably Alshon Jeffrey, Darren Sproles, and Carson Wentz. Jeffrey and Wentz will not be playing this week. However, Darren Sproles, it's a hamstring, and you know those speedy guys, especially running backs, they uh, they rely on their hamstrings a little bit. So we'll have to monitor that one a little bit closely, but I, I would predict that we're probably going to see him. Brent, what stands out from you uh, for today's injury reports? Well, I, I mean, let me just go ahead and knock out the Eagles real quick. You said that Alshon Jeffrey will not be playing. So he, he practiced in limited participation, right? But my, right. From what I'm reading from Eagles sources across the interweb, uh, mm-hmm. there's no expectations that he'll play this weekend. Okay. And then you said, uh, and then, and I'm looking at the injury report here, uh, Darren Sproles, he's out with a hamstring injury. Well, uh, immediately my hand, my, my mind goes to, um, he's not going to be back uh, like most more than likely. Cause those hands, you know, uh, these football guys, they are overly cautious with those soft tissue, uh, you know, injuries and those hamstrings and those take a while to come back. So, um, that's, that's my immediate reaction. Uh, but you know, truth be told, I don't follow other teams as much as I do the bucks. So what do I really know? It's just, that's kind of, you know, just from seeing what the bucks have, how they've handled hamstrings. So, uh, you know, I tell you, you take Alshon Jeffrey and you eliminate him. Um, do, do the Eagles have another deep threat other than, than him on their roster? So, you know, I mean, they've got veteran Mike Wallace, right? He was a he was a deep threat at one point in his career. Not really sure what he's got left as far as tread on the tires concerned. Nelson Aguilar is out there. I don't know if I really consider him a deep threat. Um, he might be able to get deep. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I don't pay too much attention to the other teams as much as as some people pro- might. might. But uh, Nelson Aguilar is not a guy that, that, at least from what I've seen, is known necessarily for stretching the field. I think he might be kind of like a, like a Mike Evans guy who can on occasion, if he gets the right matchup, get the right play call and, and the defensive uh, and the defensive alignment all kind of lines up correctly, hit you on deep, on deep play. But uh, the Eagles did actually sign somebody today. I wish I had that in front of me. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm not sure if that's what they were aiming for. There is a little bit of speed, but honestly, brother, like the, the, the Eagles deep game is really not where I have concerns uh, in, in this game. What I'm more looking forward to, is and, and kind of like what you're talking about Darren Sproles, uh, you're 100 right. Hamstring injuries are obviously nothing to play with. I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if they're just leaning on the side of caution. You know what I mean? Like he's sure. got a little bit of a tweet, but nothing that he's keeping out. Again, not not confirmed, but by any means. But I mean, if you watch the pro season, if you watch those the Super Bowl, which I know you did, I, I'm sure most of our listeners did. Jay Ajayi, Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, more than capable of carrying the load of Darren if Darren Sproles can't return uh, for mm-hmm. this week against the Buccaneers, and that's where I think they have the most fight. 
fire up got Zach Ertz there. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. It's it's. I got to tell you, and and I may spoil this entire conversation just in this. And this is completely based off of watching one game of the Eagles that happened uh, by the time we played this game ten days ago. Um, that their offense just just didn't look good, like at all across the board. Uh, their defense is scary. Offense doesn't, and um, all those people combined, and even with Nick Foles, I've, you know, whatever they had going last year, I don't think they've been able to capitalize on it and bring it back into this year. And I don't anticipate that turning on here in the next week. It might, it might, you know, who knows? But you know, I just, I think the Eagles, like so many teams, they're suffering from Super Bowl hangover, and this isn't going to be a stellar year for them. So I, you know, all of that, I, and again, I don't follow the Eagles that well, so all of that. I'm just going to say in my thought and opinion, and I, you know, that's not an expert on the Eagles. I I'm more of an expert on the Buccaneers. I'm just not worried about their offense that much. I'm just not. Yeah. So, no, I think, I think we're in the same boat. I mean, I think last year they kind of caught lightning in a bottle, right? Which is uh-huh. really all you need to do to, to, to win in the postseason. I mean, we, we see it a lot of years. Uh, you look at, you know, the New York giants year, they beat the undefeated Patriots. I mean, you, you can't tell me that giants team was the better team of the two on the field, but they caught that lightning in a bottle. They were able to make things happen and uh you know walk away with the lombardi so uh, i'm definitely in the same boat um james kind of kind of let me have it a little bit on an earlier episode this week for for telling for saying that honestly i'm not even really as as afraid of the eagles defense as a lot of other people are he definitely went ahead and told me that i was wrong about that but uh you know brent if if you have any confidences in, in what you're talking about and what we're talking about or if any of our listeners have any confidences in what they're or what we're talking about there's a way they can monetize that and that's through my bookie so my bookie has been has been a sponsor of the show for a little while. Good friends of ours over there, and and we greatly greatly uh, appreciate all their support and everything. And I'll tell you right now, James and I, even though we work for the network, would not be as adamant about telling people about my bookie unless it was someone that we respected and someone that we felt like was good to us and that we think would be good to our listeners. And that's why I want to urge everyone right now, if you haven't already, go ahead and make your way to my bookie. If you're interested in those prop bets, if you're interested in those 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 spreads and and who's going to win by how many points and covering the spread and all that, go ahead and go ahead over there. They've got in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for fantasy players like myself, you can even bet over and under on how many fantasy points a player is going to get in each game. And if you guys do that now and you join my bookie right now, if you use the promo code locked on, that's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, my bookie is going to match your initial deposit dollar for dollar. So you put in a hundred bucks, they're putting in another hundred bucks. You got $200 to play with and make money on. So again, head over to my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on and hit, hit up my bookie for all your prop bets and all your in-game betting. You play, you win you get paid Brent. So, uh, I know, I know you take on occasion, you're, you're a very busy man, but on occasion you take the time and give James and I a listen. We greatly appreciate that. And I know that we, uh, we also return, turn the favor. Actually, I'll go ahead and plug it real quick. Uh, someone who's been on our show a few times, Carmen Tally was recently on with you guys, you and Ren over there. Great yeah. episode. I listened to it today. Fortunately, I'm on vacation from my day job, right? So I actually had all day. So I just put it on my Bluetooth speaker and let it roll. Usually I've got to listen to it in like 10 minute increments. Uh, but a great episode. So if any of you guys out there haven't listened to that yet, uh, I know we share a lot of the same listeners, so I don't know how likely that is. But if you haven't <laughs> downloaded that episode of the Peter cast, do yourself a favor, go do it. If you have it downloaded, you just haven't listened to it. Go ahead and give it a listen because it's great stuff. 
But something that we've uh, started doing here at Locked On Bucks, I don't know if you're aware of yet, is we've started soliciting voicemails from some of our listeners to kind of get mm-hmm. them involved in the show a little bit more. Well, I got a couple of those. And the first one I want to play for you is from Sean from Nashville. We're going to listen to what he's got to say, and then I'm going to get your take on, on some of those words that he's got for us. All right. Hey, David, James, how's it going? This is Sean from the Nashville area, at Sean Lovegrove one on Twitter. Still coming down from that uh, Bucks Saints game yesterday. Feels good. Week two should be pretty interesting. I uh, hope that we're not too banged up. A little nervous about the DJX injury, and uh, especially if we're going to be without Grimes and Hargraves in week two. But I guess the Eagles are going to be a little beat up too. They're not going to have Wentz, it looks like, and not going to have Alshon Jeffrey either. Really hoping that with the way that Bowles is going to hold the ball a little bit longer than Breeze is known to. Maybe our defensive line can get pressure a little bit better than they did in week one. And they're going to have to because we can't count on putting up 41 points like we did against that New Orleans defense, not against Philadelphia because they're legit. And you can't count on a defensive touchdown every week either. Pretty thrilled with the way Fitzpatrick played and our receivers were amazing. OJ was great. I'm pretty happy with the way Peyton Barber ran. He ran hard as always. Love the way Munkin was aggressive from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Uh, yeah, just excited about week two. I, I think that people will uh, maybe start to take us seriously if we can knock out the Super Bowl champions in week two. We'll see what happens. Anyways, thank you guys. Love the podcast. Have a good one. All right. So once again, that was Sean from Nashville. And, and Brent, he had a lot to say. But really the biggest thing I wanted to hit on is these injuries. Uh, as he mentioned, we've got some injuries, but the Eagles have got some injuries too. And my question to you is, how do you feel these injuries help or hurt both teams? And do they equal each other out? Or does one team kind of have an advantage with these injuries coming up? I The, the injuries to the Buccaneers, um, some of them are concerning and some of them are not. Um the, you know, looking at, at our own injury report, Donovan Smith, he's out with a knee, a knee thing. Listen, that's just a carryover of what he had coming out of camp and he still played one out there. I thought he did a terrific job. There was a couple of plays where you could kind of see that it was bothering him. There was a couple where he kind of gave something up and it blew up the run play or something like that. But uh, for the most part, I thought Donovan did a pretty good job. Caleb Beninock also in there with a knee injury. Uh, we do know that he's doing this weird rotation thing again with Evan Smith, or not him, but the, the team is doing this weird thing. So I'm not sure how much of that is is contributing to that. Uh, Brent Grimes we were out with, but th- and, and that's honestly the most troubling position to me is the cornerback spot. Uh, Brent Grimes out. Now, obviously, VH3 is gone. VH3, by the way, for all the for all the 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 whipping boy status that he has among Bucks fans was playing a really good game. In fact, he was playing some real, a couple of really good games last year before he went out with an injury as well. Um, so the fact that we lost him, that's a huge loss. Uh, you know, I know some people are kind of like, ah, it's VH3, who cares? But no, that's, that's actually a pretty significant loss. So that's, that's going to be the, uh, the big question mark. It wouldn't surprise me to see Justin Evans slide down into the slot um, and maybe bring in a, an Isaiah Johnson or just see a lot of uh, Whitehead and, and Conti back there at safety. Um, that's that's what I kind of anticipate there if we don't get Brent Grimes back. Uh, the Deshaun Jackson one, here's the thing about Deshaun Jackson. It's Deshaun Jackson or Chris Godwin on the depth chart, right? Like mm-hmm. missing Chris or missing Deshaun Jackson, that's that's not good. 
you know, just, I mean, we finally get this deep ball thing connection going with him. It's working. It worked twice. Amazingly great in the game this past week. So to miss him, we're definitely missing a big piece of our offense. However, we can absorb that loss a lot better than we can say a Brent Grimes and a VH three, both going out. We can absorb that loss even better than say the one that probably has has my most concern, which is JPP, uh, who did not participate with the knee injury and even in press conferences and stuff said, I don't know if I'm playing on Sunday. We'll find out when, when it gets here. And uh, that just, you know, that could have been him just being flippant about it of just saying, you know, I, I can't tell you today. Let's find out. Th- you know, they're not gonna make a decision until mm-hmm. then. Uh, but mm-hmm. it could also him being, no, my knee's pretty jacked up. And I don't know if I'm really going to be able to go like, that's a more concerning injury to me. Um, although the, you know, I, I said through the off season, what Jason light did with this defensive line, with all the acquisitions and the, the draft pick with Vita Vea and, and all of these things that, that he basically injury proofed this line. Well, JPP mm-hmm. is now going to be the third major player on this, this defensive line to go down to injury and Noah Spence isn't playing up to snuff. Uh, I don't want to say that the the line is getting thin, but all of those injury like it's really testing that injury proof theory. You know what I mean? Um, oh, so uh, that to me, I think is is the more concerning. Because uh, listen, our defense, our defense did not look amazing this past weekend. Um, and kind of right. as I'm looking at this game, what I see is I see a a less than amazing defense on our side who's going to be going up against a less than amazing defense on their side or uh, offense on their side. And we had a really amazing offense, which by the way, and Carmen said this on our show. um, And, and I kind of mentioned something later. She said, listen, we know that Fitzpatrick and and the Buccaneers offense came out and wowed the nation. It shouldn't have wowed anybody who was in training camp because what they were doing on Sunday was exactly what we saw all training camp long. It's, it's not different. Like they were making the connections. That's how they were running practice. That's what they were doing. It, it didn't surprise me. Um, I mean, now I didn't expect them to go up and hang 48 on them, but you know, right. it, it's, it's, uh, we've got a really good offense and our really good offense is going up a pretty dang good defense as well. So to me, I like, you know, it's, it's, it's the strength of each team and then the weakness of each team going up against each other. And, uh, the weaker side of our ball, I think, uh, just took a, you know, a couple of major hits and that's got me a little bit concerned. Right. And, and as well, I think is it probably has everybody concerned. And I mean, truth be told, it probably has the coaches in the locker room just or in the, in, uh, it's not one buck anymore. Help me out. What is it now? It's, it's the Advent, Advent health, health training center. Yeah. There you go. I gotta get, I gotta use it. I keep calling it one buck. I keep letting myself slip. Um, I mean, those guys are probably a little bit concerned about that as well. But, you know, hopefully they're in there uh, game playing like they should be. I'm sure they are to, uh, to earn their money and try to prepare this team. Um, to your point, though, at wide receiver, I mean, I-, I was kind of thinking about this a little bit earlier before we start recording. And I almost wonder if for a one game span or even uh, two game span, more of a one game span, if this this wide receiver situation with Deshaun Jackson could actually end up becoming an addition by subtraction. Uh, situation, and I mean that, and in, in this, not that losing Deshaun Jackson is ever going to be a benefit by itself. However, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, the film you're watching is largely centered around Deshaun Jackson. How the Buccaneers moved Deshaun Jackson around, how they used him in some of those combo routes, how they used him as a decoy here and there. Right, that's a lot of the homework you're going to be doing. What you're not going to get a lot of, you have some, but not a lot of, 
is offensive formations and, and, and tendencies from the Buccaneers offense when you've got Evans and Godwin on the outside and you've got Adam Humphreys and maybe a Freddie Martino playing that, that third and fourth uh, role for the Buccaneers. So it actually almost hinders the Eagles game planning a little bit from the defensive side. And as everybody's kind of uh, pointed out, if, if there's one side of the ball that you're worried against uh, or worried about playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, it's defense, right? Mm-hmm. So as many, as many, as many ways we can get the upper hand against Philadelphia, the better. And this actually might turn out to be one of those kind of a, a hidden that could, that could be your silver lining, so to speak, is what we've done or what's happened as, as a, as a result of this injury is kind of put the Eagles defense in a position where they can't fully game plan for the 2018 Buccaneers because they haven't seen the 2018 Buccaneers in the formation that they're going to likely be in uh, if they don't have Deshaun Jackson this weekend. So just kind of one of those things I was thinking of. And then as far as the defensive line is concerned, uh, when Vern Hargis is put on IR, they brought back Will Clark. I don't know about you, Brent. James knows this. I'm a big Will Clark fan. Um, mm-hmm. I was very sad when they let him go, when they picked up Carl Nassib. I understood it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, Will Clark, honestly, I, I actually wrote something. I don't have all the numbers in front of me anymore, but I wrote something for the pewter plank last year, and I kind of did a, a snap-by-snap analysis. I kind of do what the NBA does, right, where they do their per. So, like, mm-hmm. if they take, you know, if you play it a quarter and a half, they expand that out to a full game. It's not the most accurate way of predicting success, but it's a good it's a good talking point, right? And his numbers were actually pretty good. Now, again, is he going to be able to do that for a sustained period of time? You know, that's that's still to be determined. But he knows the he knows the defense. He knows uh, how Mike Smith likes to do things. He was in training camp with Coach Buckner. He was in the preseason with Coach Buckner. So he's worked with this unit. He's got more experience than Carl Nassib does. As you said, Noah Spence is just as much as I love the guy is not really you know showing what everybody kind of needs him to show right now. Uh, Will Clark could be an, an under the radar pickup. Uh, re-signing, if you will, um, that happened because of this Vernon Hargraves thing. So again, some silver linings potentially out there, kind of like what you talked about with Jason Light, kind of injury-proofing this defensive line. Having a guy like Will Clark to be able to reach out back to and say, hey, he's only been gone for the team for a week. So I mean, like I highly doubt the dude has packed on 20 pounds of fat and forgotten how to play defense. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure that he was staying ready because I'm sure the team kind of put feelers out there, let him know that he might be be needed. Oh yeah, I, I would. I mean, just having watched Cutter go through his little cut speech with certain people, you know, he, you know, it's probably sounded something like, "Hey, listen, we've only got so many spots. We're going to bring this guy in. We're going to let you go." But listen, if we can get you back, we will. And uh, you know, we we like having you, or maybe he didn't say that, but maybe he's like, "We we like having you around. We, uh, you know, you're you're going to do good things, you know, th- things like that." And listen, if you've got, if you need to shore up a spot, you know who you want to go sign. Is that guy who's been around the team and that yeah. guy who, you know, uh, has played well for you, you know, in the past. So, um, you know, I, I love that we're in a spot on our defensive line where if we're cutting somebody, it's a good person that we're having to cut, you know, like that's a good position to be in. But the, so the biggest silver lining, David, that I just I, I just want to reiterate to me about this whole thing and this whole situation is, you know, when you look at the when you look at the Eagles, the team we're facing, the, our strength is, is facing their strength and our weakness is facing their weakness. So there's, there's not going to be a ton of mismatches with this game. This is going to be a, this is going to be a battle of, of our offense against their defense and the other side of the balls. I just don't think, you know, that's just not going to be a big thing for either one of them, you know, uh, either one of the two teams. So I, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, if only 50% of it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think uh, I think what we're going to see is we're going to kind of see the offense come back to earth a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. we're going to see the Bucks defense look a little bit better. Like you said, just because of the way these two teams match up, I think sure. that's probably the natural way things are going to go. Um, so, yeah, great stuff there. And we're going to so the next uh, voicemail we're going to listen to is Jordan from Kansas. So let's hear what Jordan has to say. What is it is? Jordan Hines, 57, all the flying the flag all the way from Wilson, Kansas. And I would just like to give a hot take. First of all, shout out to the pod. Love it. Gets me through the work day. But hot take from a defensive mindset. Uh, you can never let the best guy on the field beat you. Um, Eagles sake. Julio Jones almost pulled that one off on him, so I think they'll be too big on Big Money Mike. So my hot point is the juice is loose. OJ 2.0. <laughs> he will have six catches for 85 yards and two touchdowns in that red zone. I think the Bucks come out and win, of course. You gotta believe in Fitz magic. And as always, go Bucks. All right. So that was Jordan from Kansas chipping in with his bold prediction for this game. Uh, obviously talking about how he believes the Eagles defense is gonna have to focus a lot on Mike Evans, uh, kind of like, uh, they tried to do against Julio and that because of it, OJ Howard, uh, our young tight end is going to walk away with six catches, 85 yards, and two touchdowns, which I believe is a tight end number one in any fantasy league I'm playing in. So, uh, Brent, what do you what do you think about that prediction? I got to tell you, if, if O.J. Howard's going to get six catches, I sure hope it's for more than 85 yards. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> even there, we're still talking, it's what, about 15 yards, 14 yards a catch, uh, even at what his prediction is there. But, you know, if, if he's going to hit that ball six times um, – Boy, I sure'd love to see that be, you know, th- that's got to be knocking on the door of a hundred, uh, of a hundred yeah. yard game. Um, uh, you know, it, it could happen and he's got a good point. You know, if you're going to focus everybody out on Mike, uh, they're going to turn around and be looking for OJ. But the other th- side of that is, is listen, this last game, we saw OJ come up a couple of times. You know, who we didn't see is Cam Brate, and yeah. you might be looking more for a Cam Brate. However, uh, Cam Brate really is more of Jameis's tight end. And I think if we even go back to the games that Fitzpatrick played for us last year, he certainly seemed to have a little bit more of a connection with OJ Howard uh, than he did uh, Cam Brate. And I think that is a little bit reversed when uh, Jameis is in there. So, you know, I could be way wrong, but, you know, Cam Brate still has, has to, uh, he still has yet to show up on the stat sheet here in 2018. So, um, you know, I, I'd, I, I don't think that Munkin and Cutter have put out the full breadth of their playbook just yet. You know, they, they've got some stuff hidden that we didn't see on on uh, in this game this past Sunday. So uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I definitely I hope so, because I think, you know, a smart strategy going into these three games without James Winston would be to have kind of a, a third, a third, a third strategy with unveiling your entire offensive uh, system so that by the time you get through those three games, each team is having to react to things they haven't seen before. So so great point there. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if I got to be honest with you, O.J. Howard gets six catches, I'm looking at a buck 15, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and two touchdowns because he's not really uh, 
I mean, his his history is is short right now, right? But in in his history, he's not really scoring touchdowns in the red zone. He's he's the guy taking it from thirty five yards out, exactly, or even longer exactly. if you're playing in Buffalo, right? So yeah, so yeah, definitely. I mean, I could definitely see a big day from OJ Howard. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you've got him on your fantasy roster, go ahead and, and put him in there. If you play in a league where you're lucky enough that he's not on a team yet, um, send me an invite to your league because I, I would just run the board with that league if that's happening, but pick him up and put him in there. Right. Yeah. So, and hey, listen, listen, I'll say this too real quick. Uh, if you really think that OJ is going to get two touchdowns, then you need to go ahead and pick up Fitzpatrick and start him in your fantasy league too, because I guarantee you Evans is going to get one and Chris Godwin's going to get one. That means Fitzpatrick's in for another four touchdown day. You know, if you think that OJ is going to get two, you better put Fitzpatrick in there as well. Yeah, I mean, I can see two or three. And uh, I know James and I are planning to get into our uh, our full-blown game preview tomorrow, but just a little bit of a teaser. I, I could definitely see uh, Fitzpatrick still getting two or three touchdowns. I think he's going to get a pick or two as well in that whole situation, but mm-hmm. um, I'll get more into the reasons why I think so tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, just just a little bit of a teaser for uh, for tomorrow's episode. Uh, so on the back of Jordan's bowl predictions, Brent, I wanted to get two bowl predictions from you before we wrap up this episode. Sure. Uh, well, as I said earlier, I'm, I don't really pay much attention to the other teams in the league. So both of mine are going to revolve around the bucks. And the first one is going to be, uh, regarding our offense. And, and I just think that, uh, here's my bold prediction. And I, I suck at these, by the way, I never do bold predictions. So, but here's mine. Uh, I think Mike Evans is going to have another 125 yard plus day. Not just a hundred yard day, hundred and twenty five plus yard day. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's how they're going to win. That's how they're going to win this game is is going to be with uh, Mike Evans through the air, and we certainly saw that quite a bit. So, uh, I thought about saying Peyton's going to get himself a hundred yards, but I don't know. After watching that Eagles <laughs> defense in that Atlanta game, I don't know. Um, yeah. But I do, I do feel do. like. Yeah, I do feel like Mike Evans can do that. So, and then I've got one that I think is uh, is is going to be right up James's alley, and this one is specifically for him. And it's not about the defense. Oh no, 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 no! I'm skipping over the defense and going straight to special teams, and I'm yes. talking about his favorite kicker. And I'm putting a bit yeah. out a bold prediction saying that Mister Catanzaro, Mister Can Kickanzaro, is going to make all of his kicks this week. Oh, I love it. I love that bold prediction. I can't wait for James to uh, message me when he hears that bold prediction. Chandler can kick in Zaro is going to come through for the Bucks. Uh, I'm down for that. So two great bold predictions. I actually have a question based off of what you said about Peyton Barber. Do mm-hmm. we see Rojo active for the first time this week? Uh, I'm maybe I think Rojo was inactive last week, mostly due to the fact that we needed extra people in, in uh, the cornerback position. Uh, with mm-hmm. Vernon Hargraves being out now and um, Brent Grimes, if he's still potentially out, I think we've kind of used up all of our guys. So if there's that extra spot, I think he could be there, but I wouldn't look for him. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't bank on it, you know? Okay. Uh, I wouldn't start him in my fantasy league at all. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, Ren said it on my show and, and I agree with him. Look, if, if Ronald Jones could, could pass block, he would have been active over Jocko's Rogers. Um yeah. You know, and and they're waiting for him to get there. So I, I think we've just got to see a little bit more. And listen, I'm okay for Rojo to have a rookie year. It's oh, yeah. like I know he's a number two pick, and we'd certainly love to have him out there. But I'm okay to let him have a number two year. This is Peyton Barber's year. Uh, let's let him run with it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely on board with that as well. Uh, patience is going to be the key there with that with that young. 
young running back. And I think that we've got the horses in the running back room right now to be able to do that. So uh, why not go ahead and do that instead of trying to force the issue? So uh, last piece of business, Brent, tonight, uh, final score prediction. What do you got? Final score. Oh, I don't do final score predictions, but I'm going to come back on this and I'm going to say the Buccaneers win 24 to 16. And here's why. Because I think this Buccaneers offense is still going to score, but they're going to have a little bit more trouble this week with that Eagles defense. So I still think that they put up 24 points. I think that the Eagles are going to score 16. You can call that a couple of touchdowns plus some uh, two-point conversions or however you want to get to that number. But mostly it's because the Eagles can't score. And I, I just think we're going to outscore them. Their offense against our defense is going to be better matchup for us than uh, – uh, our offense against their defense. Did I say that right? You know what I mean? Yeah. 24 yeah, to 16 no, Buccaneers win. Well, I, I hope that prediction is correct. Uh, for those of you who missed James's prediction on last night or yesterday's episode, uh, he unfortunately has the Eagles winning uh 33 to 31. I believe uh, if I have that correct, I will be making my final score prediction on tomorrow's episode. So again, a little bit of a teaser. Um, so as we get out of here, uh, of course, Brent, I want to thank you very much for joining me. Are we going to make this an every week thing? I know I'd, I'd love it. to, man. As much as we oh, can, fantastic. let's do it. So there we go. So as much as possible, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Thursday will be Brent Allen Day on the Lockdown Bucks podcast. Let it be known. Let it be heard. Um, and of course, if you want to get in on the voicemail action, if you're not aware, um, if you hear your voicemail played on the air here, you are entered into our competition to win a custom black autographed Quan Alexander jersey at the end of the year. We will draw names from everyone who has submitted voicemails and have been played on the air. That's the key thing is getting them played. So please don't send us just a random voicemail saying, Hey, my name's Steve and I want a Jersey. Cause that's not going to get played folks. You got to <laughs> provide some, uh, some quality there. You got to bring some food to the table. Right. Um, but at the end of the year, and you can do it as many times as you want. Uh, there's no limit on entry. So at the end of the year, we'll put you all in some computer algorithm. that will spit out a winner and uh, we'll give away a nice little Jersey there uh, to submit those voicemails like Jordan, and Sean did. All you got to do is call 813-444-5841. Leave your voicemail. We'll get an email and uh, we'll scrub them and we'll uh, we'll get as many on the air as we can. So for Mr. Brent Allen live on Twitter and myself, DHA2 underscore Bucks, this has been the Locked on Bucks podcast. Go Bucks. Thank you. How you doing? My name is Alex from Houston, Texas. I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you guys making me help me get through the day. I'm a huge Bucks fan down in Texas. I moved from St. Pete probably about 10 years ago, but I'm a die-hard book till I go, till I die. Uh, I just want to tell you guys, keep up the good work. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, you know, and go book. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm going to have to change that ending because that's yours. I'll find something else to say. <laughs> like I said, I don't host, but I know that's yours. So I'll find something else. I'll find something different. That's all right. James has my intro, too. He Does says he? he goes all the time. He's like, with me, as always, is my co-host, David Harrison. I'm like, no, he's not there, as always. In fact, yeah. at least twice a week, you guys aren't there together. So that's not. <laughs> that's the very definition of not always. Exactly. It is kind of ironic when I hear him say that. It's good for me and the car to